nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together, we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. What's up, y'all, and welcome to today's episode. Before we dive in, wanted to just give you a bit of a life update Um, and tell you what's been going on with me lately. So I talked in one of our latest episodes about me switching up my nutrition, creating new intentional nutrition goals, and just wanted to let you guys know how it's doing. So how it's, how it's going, I should say. (laughs) Um, so basically what has changed I have upped my carbohydrates. I have upped my fat intake. I've been really intentional. I was kind of like, I would get busy during the day. I would eat three meals when I knew I should have been getting like four meals a day in. Um, I've started taking a intra-carbohydrate supplement for during my workouts. So intra just basically means during your workout. Um, And I've also added creatine into my workout um, shake as well. So, man, my energy, you guys, has skyrocketed. I feel like myself again. It is so weird how sometimes you can kind of just get in your mode of what you've been doing and not even realize how it's impacting your health. So, you know, for the longest time... I had been eating a certain, in a certain way and I would kind of, there would be days, of course, I would let my work schedule dictate, um, how much I was eating and whatnot. And it was just not sufficient. So this is just a prime example of how it is so important to understand that your way of eating now will not be the way that you'll be eating a year from now, two years from now. You know, you are ever evolving and ever changing, especially if you are focusing on growing your, um, growing in ways of fitness, you know, if you're pushing yourself in the gym and you're constantly growing there, um, your body should be adapting too. So I, as far as training goes, 
I do work out with my menstrual cycle, which we're going to talk about today with Dr. Melissa Manila. We'll get into that in just a moment. So um, quick rundown as to how I do it is I essentially listen to my body. This is something that is so key, you guys. And I was just talking to a couple of my clients about this this week too, um, and kind of watching them beat themselves up in terms of, I just don't have the energy to work out this week. I'm, you know, really being hard on myself about it and essentially leading to them feeling like they were failing when in essence, it's, we have to understand it's very important to listen to our bodies, especially as females, you know, men have a 24 hour cycle. Essentially, we can look at it that way. And women have a 28 day cycle. So I'm going to leave all of that for Dr. Melissa to explain. But essentially, um, the way that I do it is around the time of my cycle, I'll really pay attention. I will scale the workout if I need to. Um, I will even skip the workout and do lifting instead. And there were even a couple of days I just went for a bike ride. You know, I left my, you know, what I, what was on the schedule to the side and just listened to my body. So there was one day I, I think I did CrossFit three days a week and then I lifted one day and then I went bike riding one day, you know, instead of doing five days a week of CrossFit. So to illustrate how that can look for you all. Um, so what has changed, my muscle mass has gone up, which is super exciting. So it's gone up about a pound and, um, let's see, my body weight overall has gone up a couple of pounds, gained a little bit of water, a tiny amount of fat mass. Um, and I'm feeling really powerful. I'm feeling really good. Body fat percentage has gone up, uh, half a percent, which I'm pretty darn happy about. So this is just a few weeks in. So I wanted to tell you guys what's up, you know, and I had some room to gain. I have, I have some room to gain muscle and a little bit of body fat. So I'm excited to play with it. So that's what's up with me. All right. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Dr. Melissa Manila. She focuses on finding the root cause of your illness through the beautiful synergy of chiropractic, functional medicine, and acupuncture. She holds a doctorate of chiropractic acupuncture certification and master's degree in clinical nutrition and functional medicine. Dr. Melissa focuses on achieving not adequate, but optimal health in all patients through analyzing every aspect of a person from internal to external to emotional, physical, and chemical. She strives to help every patient achieve the most healthy state that serves them and their highest good. She focuses on gut health, hormone imbalances, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, chronic pain, and chronic illness prevention. In her spare time, she enjoys traveling, cooking, some self-love of meditation and journaling, and spending time with her husband and rescue Labradoodle. Please help me welcome Dr. Melissa Manila. 
Oh, and a quick heads up for this episode. We did have some internet issues, so the first half of the episode or so is a bit glitchy. I hope you can make out um, what's being said. I would love your feedback on this. So we will edit it as best we can. And then the second half of the episode does get better. So just wanted to give you all a heads up about that. All right, let's dive into this episode. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the show and welcome Dr. Melissa Manila. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. I cannot wait to dive in today. I have so many questions. <laughs> yes, I figured. I'm so, I'm so excited. Just ask all that you want. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, so you guys, Melissa is kind of a one-stop shop in terms of wellness. Um, you know, as I mentioned in our intro, she specializes in acupuncture, chiropractic, um, nutritional therapy, and functional medicine. So I love going to her, you know, and just asking her questions and just being like, Hey, what do you think about this? Especially the things that are, you know, outside of my scope of practice. So it's a nice little symbiotic relationship. Um, so today I want to kick it off and I want you to tell us a bit about how you got into your profession. Um, so let's just start there. Yes, absolutely. Um, so my, my story of this is kind of a typical, like, I love this since I was a child story. My mom told me that ever since I was, could read, I would always be reading nutrition labels. I was always very interested in what we put in our bodies and what it does inside and how it affects us on the inside and just, you know, how the body works. I was always, this is kind of a, a, this is a weird story, but it's kind of funny. I remember when I was younger, I saw a frog sadly, that was, it was dead. And I was, I just was like, not intrigued by something dead, but I was intrigued by its anatomy. I was staring at it. And I was like, Oh my God, you could see its bones. You could see inside. Like, I just was always interested in the body or what, how everything works, how we move and just always fascinated by it. So I knew in high school that I always wanted to do something with nutrition. So I originally wanted to just be a dietitian, um, which was great too. Like dietitians are amazing. We need them. Um, but I was in I went to Ohio State for dietetics and I did my clinical rotations and I didn't really love the rotation side of it. I was really pretty bored with um, doing the hospital like work and like tube feedings and things like that, which again, we need them, but I just, it wasn't my cup of tea personally. So I um, had been going to a chiropractor since I was like 14 um, from a running injury. And I was home one day visiting him and he's like, why don't you do what I do? And I was like, okay, like what I didn't, I didn't understand like that chiropractors could do nutrition and could do all that. I thought they just did typical muscle movement and bone moving that we hear and whatnot. So I looked into it and I was like, boom, that's it. So ever since my freshman year of college, I knew I just wanted to be a chiropractor, but that I wanted to specialize in the internal medicine side because chiropractors don't, we don't prescribe, we don't treat the body based on medication standpoint, we based it on preventative, we treat everything with prevention first. And then if, you know, we need modern medicine, absolutely, we set off like, you know, your MDDO, but we try to be as preventative as we can. And we don't necessarily believe in any medications that are out, um, which I like that side. I like medicine, I like medicine, I like making that people can get well on their own first before jumping to a medicine. Um, 
And then, so anyways, I was in chiropractic school. And once again, I got kind of a little bored with just the typical muscle stuff. Um, and so I decided to pick up a master's in clinical nutrition and functional medicine. And then concurrently, I did my um, acupuncture certification. So I became an acupuncturist and then I was able to morph it all into one. Um, and that's where I'm at now. And I, I just, I could never imagine a life of not doing this. Sometimes it's a little exhausting. Same with you, Kim, like, you know, all day long, like you're probably thinking about like exercise, food, like what we put in our bodies, what we do. Sometimes I'm thinking about it too much. Also, you know, like you're constantly like, what can I be doing better health or what can I tell people to do? And it's kind of a rat race, but it's my passion and my life and it'll never go away. I don't think I'll ever be able to not practice this or people, you know, with anything that they deal with. So that's my story. And I'm at a um, private practice in Lakewood, Ohio. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been there for almost three years. Um, I was living in Chicago prior, and then I was at another practice prior to that. But um, I love it. It's, you know, my lifeblood. I have a really good team there. Um, the owner's incredible. We're like one big family and we, we love it. It's our, our passion. We breathe, we eat, breathe and sleep that place. We love it. Oh, yes. And thank God for you. I mean, I have had my clients work with you and, you know, you've sent people to me and, um, it's, I very much view health in the same vein, you know, preventative, um, it's everything is connected. It's just very important to, I think, to educate people around us that, Hey, like this is really the root cause of things, you know, going on and here's what we can address. Um, and we can even take that as far as mindset, you know, um, and not even the physicality. Right. So it's so cool to see that, you know, somebody just across the street, you know, taking things and, um, being in alignment with, I guess the way I, I believe, you know, health to be, and I know what you mean too, in terms of the rat race and okay, how can I optimize health more? And it's, it's this thing of like, you know, our bodies are going to break down. They're meant to break down. We're meant to get old it's going to happen, but it's like a matter of, okay, how can I strive for this, live a balanced lifestyle, enjoy and indulge, and then also understand, okay, there is no such thing as perfection. So what mm -hmm. does that ideal lifestyle look like for me? So it's so cool to hear somebody that's just so on the same page, you know, as that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And helping patients get there too, and clients to understand like, Hey, it's not, you know, some people will say, well, I'm never going to feel the same again, or I'm never going to feel perfect and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you might not. And that's okay. You're not supposed to, like, it's not, there is no end game to our bodies. Like right. it's, you're, you may, you're never going to go backwards, but you're also not striving to get to one end goal either. So it's kind of hard sometimes, you know, telling people that, but it's that comfort and knowing like they're, you know, your body's ever changing. And like you said, you do age, things happen, but how can we keep you the best we can, you know, forever? Yeah. I have, we're probably going to have to do, I'm already like thinking we're probably going to have to do a second episode because I have so much, so many questions for you. Yes, that is fine. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So I want to start off with talking about hormones. Um, I have so many comments, you know, and things that come up from my clients that I work with, be it, you know, they are a menstruating individual or they're pre-menopause or, you know, they're, they're done with their post-menopause, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're through it. So how would you describe an optimal way to 
deal with the energy that shifts throughout life phases and throughout menstrual cycles? I know that's such a huge question, but this is your realm. And, um, I want to preface too. I'm not dogmatic to CrossFit. You know, I love CrossFit, um, and understand it has its time and place too. So I want to know like unbridled, if somebody came into you, let's say they're that menstruating individual, the pre-menopause, and then somebody, maybe they're in menopause. What would you tell them as far as optimizing their workout schedule? Yes. And where to go with it. Yes. Um, so the first thing definitely is that I, the, the motto that we have is test. Don't guess. Let's look at your hormones first and see what's actually going on. Um, whether that be blood or urine or saliva, um, it's, it's a mix of where we go with it in all women. I like to look at urinary metabolites and blood metabolites. So you look at both urine and blood, um, and you look at them and you see what's going on because, sometimes symptoms of let's say somebody has like a burnout with workouts and they can't they're they're working out and they can't lose fat um but they're all like exhausted and anxious all the time that could be a progesterone issue whereas the other end if they are um working out and they're not burning fat but they're also losing sleep and they're feeling more depression that actually could be more testosterone so it just depends on which symptoms or which route what's going on. That's the first thing is, okay, let's look at them and let's see what's happening. Then let's say that I get the hormones back and there's no gas left in the tank. Let's say your hormones are bottomed out. Let's take the typical, um, let's take a woman of childbearing years, years. Let's say that there's no progesterone. It looks like they're not ovulating, um, or whatnot. That's actually times when I'll say to that person, hey, halt, you are burning your body to the ground. Your body is not in a safe place. It doesn't feel safe. So you're not going to ovulate. Your progesterone is going to go to the ground. So that's when I'll say, okay, we need to treat based on a progesterone issue versus the other hand where, like I said, if somebody is kind of just this, like we call them weekend warriors where they're like feeling okay, but they're, they're not getting the most other workouts, but they are ovulating and having a normal menstrual cycle. Well, then I'm like, Hey, Hey, it's just your testosterone's too low. So that's where I navigate it first is by looking at what exactly is happening with the hormones themselves. Now to take that further though, what do we do with cycle timing? So I do tell women, especially if they are of childbearing years, to follow your menstrual cycle with workouts. So many women don't, first of all, many women don't even understand that, which is okay. It's not their fault. We aren't taught this, that your period is part of your menstrual cycle. So people think you have a period and then you start your cycle. Women don't know that. So what I teach first is that there's, you've got two phases of your cycle. It's your follicular and then your luteal. So follicular is actually going to count your menstrual cycle. So that stays one through 14 and 14 is the ovulation in a perfect patient and days 14 through 28 is luteal. What your hormones are doing during those times is completely, completely, um, is something you should live by. It's completely like opposite. So during that follicular phase, your body is a slow buildup of hormones. Like it's trying and it's trying. And then all of a sudden it does peak. So when those hormones peak, you want to utilize it. So follicular phase is when women are usually more creative. They're actually more alert. 
Um, you have more energy. That's when I tell people utilize like hit workouts, utilize heavy lifting, um, go on your, you know, like sprint runs, um, do more quote unquote aggressive workouts during that time, because your hormones are, are building They're they're climbing and you're, you should feel really good during ovulation. Those hormones are still peaking, but think of it this way, ovulation in a in caveman world is when a woman is supposed to conceive. So right when you conceive, those hormones are going to stay really high and they're going to build up. And so you're going to feel really good. So you still ride out the, that hormone influx and be, you know, have more intense workouts and you can, you can keep it up. Um, you can, sorry, you can keep it up. Um, but then the hormones will then end up just quickly falling if you don't conceive. So let's just say that you don't conceive, which many women don't throughout, you know, that's not, not women aren't conceiving every month. Those hormones are going to plummet. So during the luteal phase, that's when you need to do more yoga, long endurance runs, more roasting things. So your again, follicular is this build up phase, work out intensely, listen to your body, be, you know, use that creative energy during ovulation. It's hit or miss. Some women feel great. Some women feel like hell. It, it, it just like lower lifting. I should say lower intensity and more things like that. Um, so that's the, the kind of difference there is that those two parts now also though, you can take it steps further with food and, what you actually do with work, etc. Um, so follicular phase is when you really do want to utilize more of that energy and you can actually eat more. We tell people eat more carbohydrates during that phase because you're, you're burning a lot because your hormones are really high. Um, so you're, you're able to follow along with that carbohydrate load a little bit better when your hormones quickly dip down. You do need to help your body by not starving yourself of carbohydrates, but this is actually when you want to focus more on the proteins and fats because proteins and fats help to keep hormones elevated. They're the ones that keep the hormones in a safe space. So that's when we focus more on proteins and fats is during luteal. And then it's kind of common sense. The more protein we have, then you're going to have a good menstrual cycle because I mean, think when you're having a menstrual cycle, you're losing a lot of nutrients. So you need to keep them as elevated as possible. Um, women, you know, I've, there's in every single week, I'll, I joke that I, I get someone pregnant because I just, I help them tweak these things. I say, Hey, listen to your body, like calm down. You can't, you can't be you can, but you can, you need to know that you may not conceive. If you are going, going, going all the time, burning your body to the ground, your body will never ovulate. You won't produce the hormones. It's just pure science, you know? And as soon as I tell women, it's that hard pill to swallow to say, Hey, you know, you need to slow down or, or at least, you know, map it out correctly. It's like clockwork I give it a few months, your body will regulate and it's safe again. So it's fun to tell people that. I mean, it's also really hard because women, nobody wants to be told to slow down, but it, it works. So, um, so that's that, that's kind of my gist of the, the exercise world with that. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because we, you know, in our society are so taught to just keep up and, you know, perform at a tippy top pace all the time, you know, when it's like, we look at our cycle, that 28 day phase, those phases, it's, it's like, you know, seasons and mm -hmm. it's so important for us to just be able to keep up 
our bodies and what they're supposed to do as far as reproduction. It's like, you have to honor those seasons of your body. Now Mm -hmm. I've had some women struggle that are very high performers in terms of like, let's say that are doing high intensity workouts pretty much all the time, you know, CrossFit athletes, they're trying to be competitive. Is Mm -hmm. it true that some women have a higher capacity for uh, more intensity because they're more adapted to it and then they can train through it. Like, what does that look like for somebody that's like, well, you know, I go to CrossFit five times a week. I want to uphold that. What would you recommend for them? Hey, I would like to take a break from today's show just to ask a simple question. How prepared within this past week have you been with your nutrition? I get it. It stinks when it's like you're trying to just go by the seat of your pants. You're trying to just find something healthy here and there at work. Things get busy and it's like if you don't prepare in advance and you don't plan, life just kind of happens. And then what? Three months go by and we're like, oh my gosh, I haven't made the progress that I know I am meant to be making. I feel like I'm putting in all this effort in the gym. I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels and it's so frustrating. Maybe you can relate to this. If that's the case, I would like to offer you a free download that has helped so many people. This is going to be very helpful in keeping you on track. So this is my grocery shopping and meal prep guide. It's very simple. It gives you a grocery list no matter what your eating style is. So if you're fully plant-based, if you're pescatarian, if you're an omnivore, I have different lists for different eating styles. It's also going to show you how to prepare your meals, how to set up your week in advance. There is so much value in this download. So if you need help with getting on track and making sure that you're prepared whenever you are going grocery shopping and that you have a game plan when it's time to get home, actually put the pans in the oven and get cooking, this is going to take all the headache out of it for you. All of it's written down. All of it comes with a step-by-step guide. So check out the free download for my grocery shopping and meal prep guide in the show notes. Enjoy. All right, now let's get back to the show. So that's such a good question. So some, yes, some women do have a higher hormonal panel. I mean, that's hundred percent genetics and that's also lifestyle. Um, some women, there's a lot of um, genetic abnormalities. There's a lot of um, like different genes that can play into this. There's different, like some women have certain SNPs, which are called single nucleotide polymorphisms, which you guys might have caught. And those have to do with how the body processes different hormones and different enzymes and different fat burning, you know, ways and everything basically under the sun, anything you could think of in your body, everyone has a genetic pathway. And then if you have a SNP or or a mutation, your body functions differently than the next person. So some women and and men can be that person where they, you know, are, we call them kind of like the freaks of nature where they can do activity all day long, you know, every single day, and they will burn fat. They will still have high functioning hormones. They will be able to conceive, et cetera. Whereas on the other hand, you know, some women can do that and they will not burn fat. They will, you know, have issues conceiving. They will, 
um, you know, lose hair, et cetera, et cetera. All it has to do with our, our genes. So we can look at genetic testing for that. You know, it's something that is, is possible. Um, however, I always urge women, you know, we can, but it doesn't really change a whole bunch. If that makes sense. It's not, if we see that that's genetic snip in there, well, okay. You know, we, then we at least know, but it doesn't really change a whole bunch because we still want to make sure that we are listening to your body. So even if somebody does have a genetic snip somewhere, it, it just depends on how you feel. So there are some women that can do this. And I remember my high school cross country coach would run marathons, half marathons throughout basically until month seven of her pregnancy. And I mean, there are other women who are, you know, bedridden. So you can't, you can't base it on the next person. Um, but it all is comes down to genes, but you can hack them. I mean, you can, we can look at your genes, your genetic makeup and say, okay, look, you're a slow processor of estrogen. Let's help your body out. Let's give you some herbs or minerals to help you clear that estrogen out. Let's kick you out of, um, or kick you out of, kick you off of certain foods. Um, don't, you know, consume as much alcohol, like don't smoke cigarettes, of course, you know, things like that, you know, whereas, um, somebody else who has, let's just say that's a totally different herbal makeup. You know, that's, we're taking it into another, we'll have to do something else differently. Um, so it really is just learning a patient's profile and then looking at the hormones and like, you know, let's say we do see a CrossFitter who, who does five days a week and, you know, is, is doing fine. Their hormones are great. I am like, well, you are amazing. And that is awesome. You know, you got quote unquote lucky in that hormonal profile. Um, but if women are really frustrated and, or men, I mean, I, I see men too, where they you know can't lose weight and they're doing the same things as the next person, et cetera. Um, and they're frustrated. Then I'm like, all right, well, we just got to listen to your body a little more. You need to change what you're doing. You can't keep doing the same thing every day and expect a result. You know, we just, we just change. So it just is really dependent on a person's genes, um, looking at family history, looking at, you know, the whole nine yards, that's what, um, the difference really can be for, for a patient or a client. That is so amazing. So it sounds like, you know, what I'm hearing is more or less pay attention, listen to your body over everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's so important. Like, I can't imagine, I really want to do this genetic testing now to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get up with you very soon. Um, but yeah, like to have somebody like you to be able to translate this information is just, oh my gosh, so invaluable. You know what I mean? Or so valuable. It's like yeah. to be able to have this information at your fingertips and kind of, um, I guess, like you said, hack, hack your life, hack your hormones Mm-hmm. That, that sounds like it could take things to the next level for people that are struggling. Absolutely can. And it's just, it's just learning, you know, the more you learn about your body and investigate and just listen to it, you can't keep going day to day with like the same old thing all the time. Like you can't, you know, do that. It's you, you, I was just talking to my husband, a couple, like, I think last week about that, you know, there's your body's changed. Like we, we just hit 30 and like, couple years ago, we were like a lot more lean and could burn fat more quickly. Now it's like, what the hell's going on? And it's just change it. You know, it's just changing your hormones or listening to your hormones. And nine times out of 10, it is hormones. You know, that's, that's what runs our body. Um, cause people don't know, like insulin is a hormone. Cortisol is a hormone. 
um, everything we have in our body is made up of hormones. So we just need to fix them. And it's just figuring out which one do we fix? Um, or is it multiple? And as soon as you learn that you can, you can hack it. You can make changes. Your body will respond as long as you know the correct thing to do. Beautiful. That is so, so good to know. Okay. So I want to shift gears for just a moment. And I want you to talk with us about functional medicine. How is it different than our standard medicine? Um, and why is it important? Yes. Okay. I love this question. So functional medicine is quite honestly, is the direction I think that healthcare is going in, which is a good thing. Yes. I think it's moving in that way. Um, so functional medicine is a, it's, it's, was started about quote unquote started is what I mean is when they kind of coined the term about around 30 or 40 years ago, actually. So it's, it's had its time. Um, and there's uh, groups of doctors, medical doctors, MDs decided, okay, you know, Hey, we want to start looking at a root cause approach. We don't want you to, it started with really the standard American lifestyle with women and men who have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart, heart attacks, heart disease, et cetera, cancer. And it's like, all right, let's go backwards. Let's not look at what happened yesterday. Let's look at what happened to you 20 years ago, or how can I, how can I completely move in that other direction? Um, and it looks at, well, where, what did we eat every day? Or what did you, how did you exercise? Or did you live near a power plant? Did you have a very high stress lifestyle? Were you born into a home with, you know, molds or toxins? Did you like, you know, you name it. Did you live near exhaust pipes? Like just really funky things that we're thinking of mostly I'd say like 60% of the time, it really is lifestyle. It's, it's really is just food and movement. Um, but there are those things that you quote unquote can't control, like a toxic life of, you know, exhaust and molds and all that stuff. Um, there also is that stress factor. That's huge. There are the genetics, um, there are spirituality, you know, we actually look at that in functional medicine too. Um, so all of those, um, that is where functional medicine dives in and we say, all right, let's go backwards and let's look at, we call them antecedents and triggers. Let's look at these antecedents and triggers. What led up to this moment? Where do we see that red light happen? Uh, when I do an intake, I will literally take you back to childhood and I'll say, okay, do you remember any illness? Do you remember your, I mean, was your mom ill when she gave birth to you? Do you remember like getting sick when you were 10 or, you know, whatever it might be, or did you have a stressful event? Did you have a trauma? Did you have an injury? You know, it, everything plays into your health because we call it like a little circuit board. Like imagine your, your body is the light bulb and you've got that circuit board and where in that circuit board did a circuit not turn on or did it turn off? Um, and we, we map it out together and we, I, that's what I do. Um, it's, I help you kind of find those triggers and then we target that. Um, the trigger might be from a zillion years ago, or it might be from yesterday. You know, we, we don't know, um, until we, until we dig. Um, so that's where functional medicine comes in and we look at that and then we treat it. So let's just say that you did have like a virus or a bug when you were age 15 that really threw off your, um, your immune profile in your body. And then you developed an autoimmune condition. Let's go backwards to that first virus and let's try to actually kick it out of the system or dim it in your system. 
So then the rest of your body can relax. So that autoimmune component can turn off. Um, or let's go, you know, way back to again, like if you were, let's say mom had a really traumatic birth, can we work with your mind and clear out that trauma in the mind? You know, can we work with, can we reset that, um, those neurotransmitters in the brain that are replaying that trauma that happened over and over and over again. So that way your body won't heal. So it's very intricate. It's very intense. Um, you know, we never rarely now do I see people for a functional medicine visit. That's a one-off visit because it's not about that. It's not about you coming in and me saying, okay, Hey, take this, these supplements out the door. It's very, very deep rooted. Um, I mean, I, I talk to people sometimes for 12 visits and I still can't really, we can't quite get to the bottom of things, you know, there's, it just depends. Um, so then functional medicine treats again, based on backwards, based on prevention, this is the biggest thing about functional medicine. I think people do forget, or they don't, you know, they think like, Oh, you guys don't believe in medicine, blah, blah, blah. We do. We absolutely do believe in medication. Um, like I myself take a thyroid medication. I mean, it, you know, I, I do other things, but I, you, sometimes you just need the medication and that's what that's there for. Um, so we do treat hand in hand with that, but like, I want to say 90% of what we do is going to be based off supplements, food, exercise, lifestyle. Um, and if you need that medication, it's okay. You know, it's not, we're not, we don't hate it. Um, and then, yeah. And then, so that's the functional medicine now different between allopathic or um, traditional medicine is the, is just that they are treating an illness. Um, they're, treating when somebody has a pathology, you come in, it's very diagnostic. You say, okay, boom, you have this, take this medication. You're out the door. Bye-bye. Um, it's not preventative. Rarely do doctors say this getting better, but rarely do doctors really dig into like lifestyle changes or things like that. Um, so just completely different. They're treating based on, like I said, a pathology or a diagnosis we are treating based on preventative lens on like, well, how do we not get to that point? Or if you got to that point, how do we go backwards? Um, so that's the different. And again, we need both. We need our traditional medicine doctors. We need them to be able to treat, you know, based on a pathology, but I wish my hope is that traditional, the traditional medicine world will start moving into everybody needs to see a functional medicine doctor from childhood instead of just a regular pediatrician. So we can prevent X, Y, and Z from happening down the road. Oh, so, so, so good. So good. <laughs> Yay. Good. I wish I would have had a functional medicine doctor at my fingertips in my twenties. I think it would have saved me a decade of my life. I really yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Real quickly. I have one more question and we will wrap mm -hmm. it up for today. Something that kind of intrigued me. You said spirituality can actually play into this as well. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Oh yes. Um, so many of our patients we talk to, you know, we'll find out that we do what's called like a wheel of health in some patients, some patients, some we do, some we don't. Um, where we'll look at, okay, where's your life quote unquote lacking? Is it financial? Is it spiritual? Is it social? Is it emotional? Is it health? Is it movement, food, et cetera. And many people that don't have any spirituality practice, whether that's just daily meditation or daily yoga with meditation or, you know, praying or 
talking to whatever doesn't even be talking to just connecting with something on a different level to help you get through the day. There has been multiple um, studies on this that they actually do have poor health means. They have lower health um, markers in their body because people that don't connect with a spiritual side, again, it doesn't have to be, you know, we joke, it doesn't have to be the woo woo, like, you know, spiritual tarot cards, all that stuff. I mean, that, that stuff's fun, but it's not that necessarily. It's just knowing that there's a greater good that you're, you know, you can connect to. You don't, it doesn't have to be a being. It just is something else, spirituality, like again, meditation, a greater good that you're just not in your own, own body. You're here on earth with amongst other things and amongst other living things. And you're, you know, it's, it's a much broader mindset people that lack that, that don't see that side. There's been, like I said, multiple studies of like higher stress levels in the body and higher stress levels in the body translate directly into poor blood levels of X, Y, and Z. Um, so we'll talk to people. I mean, at almost every single one of my patients, I'm like, okay, if you don't have a good grounding technique every day, or if you don't have a good it doesn't again have to be, you know, meditation, but just something grounding or, or do you pray or do you just journal or do you do something every single day to get out of your own head, out of your own body and connect with elsewhere else, else something else out there? Yes. So basically, you know, if people don't have this grounding technique, been multiple, multiple research studies out there. Um, there's Dr. Mark Hyman is kind of the one of the big gurus of functional medicine. And he's got a lot out there about like spirit hacking and what that does to your health. And, um, there, there also is actually a book by, um, Shaman Durek and he's, he's a famous man. I literally call it spirit hacking actually. Love um, Shaman Durek. I actually yes. was in a mastermind with him and he is ah. intense. I love him so much. Oh my God. Well, and he's the epitome of like, if you don't have grounding practices or spirituality or et cetera, that you, you know, your health does. I mean, he, he went through it, his health, you he essentially died, you know? Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's having that, like, you can't live your life every day, not understanding that there is something that's a, your, your body is not just a, a bag of cells. You know, you've got a brain, we've got souls, we've got, you know, things that we need to connect with, um, you know, whether it's people, spirituality with people or et cetera. And, um, you tap into that, your stress levels do go down. I mean, they, they do. And, um, that's why you see, like, we call it a vibrational state, but there's a lot of studies where they will hook people up to, you know, these, these literally like electric circuits. And when they're meditating, your vibrational state calms down, um, or it rises up, you know, in a good way, it just depends. And you just have to, you know, that, that is key. I, if, if I, I can treat somebody, you know, day in and day out, with hormones and supplements, et cetera. But if you, if that person is just stressed out all the time and has no groundwork in their lifestyle or in their body, they're not going to get better. Um, and those are probably the hardest conversations because people, you know, having, you know, people understand that it's hard. Um, but yeah. once they do, it clicks. Um, so that's probably like, you know, one of our favorite parts of our, our practice of what we do. And actually Dr. Sarah, um, in the office I'm at does what we call mindset visits where, you know, she'll work with people and say, okay, Hey, here's what your mind's dealing with. How do we, how do we hack this? You know, how do we help this? 
Um, so she actually does these specific mindset visits that are really powerful too. So, um, it's, you know, spirituality is totally, totally, totally a part of it. You can't just treat, you know, supplements and food and life changes if you're not changing the mind also. Wow. Oh, so, so powerful. Yes. Thank you so, so much for this information today. Um, I'm going to have you back, obviously. All right. So um, thank you so much. And uh, yes, is there anything that you have coming up that you want people to know about? Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So our office does run events here and there. We are starting one in the fall, but we haven't scheduled it quite yet, but we'll, I'll let you know. I'll surely let you know that when we do that, we do a lot of like hormone events and things like that. Um, but you can absolutely find me, um, probably honestly, Instagram is going to be the best one. So our office Instagram is inspired underscore CW. And then my personal Instagram is the wellness underscore space. Um, and that's where we post all about what we do in the office. Um, you know, any events that we have going on, we, we do, um, a lot of different like health hacks all the time on there. Um, we try to at least, you know, every other day or so. Um, and then online for booking on our website, um, which can, I can send you that that's where people can go to look at the functional medicine process and how to book and how we run all that. Um, that also explains the different tests that we can run, um, you know, how we run them time frame on all of that. So that's probably, um, the best area to go. And then, um, my email also Kim, I'll send you it. Um, but it's dr Melissa at inspiredcw.com. So people can reach out to me too, there with like, you know, inquiries and things like that. Um, but yeah, those are probably the best places. And like I say, Instagram is the best because that's where we teach people things all day long and try to really get the word out about what we do. Um, but those are probably the best places. Perfect. We will drop that in the show notes for you guys. So definitely scroll down, check that out and connect with Dr. Melissa. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. It was so fun. Oh, I loved it. All right. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I loved it. And I'm so glad that I could do this. Like I say, if you ever want to do it again, I'm more than happy. Or if people have questions specifically, ask away. Um, thank you so much. Beautiful. Awesome. Yes. All right, you guys, we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Never Set a Life podcast. I would love to have your rating and review. So let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at Never Settle Life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever felt like there's something inside of you and, and it just knows, it knows where you're going? And you're so busy doubting yourself. And you're so busy being afraid of your own.